It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Let's lock in. This is Unrivaled. Yes! Yes! The teams you live for. The sports you love. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keurig. Presented by G2G Bars. On 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. All right, welcome back. It is Unrivaled, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. Alex Curie, Scott Mitchell, thanks for being with us on the program. Wait, we got a radio show? There's I'm a, talking I know, to Scott, people Scott, here. Scott, I'm talking to stop people. Stop glad-handing. Jeez. You don't have to kiss babies everywhere we go, dude. No, you have to be nice to people. Don't be that guy that everywhere you we everywhere we go, nice you have to uh, you start kissing babies, start doing the political thing. Uh, I think kissing babies is creepy, just so you know. <laughs> and I won't kiss a baby. It's an old term. So you know. My, listen. Now I like. I I've like got babies. babies. I don't like kissing them either. Yeah, it's fine. Well, I've seen your kids. I, I can They're understand cute. that. They're cute. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to the program. Thanks for being with us. We're at the home show here at Mount America Expo Center. It is. Uh, we're at the Advanced Window Products uh, booth too. So come by if you find the Zone flag here, at, right next to the Advanced Window Products. You come over and uh, say hi to everybody. Get some free candy. We're even giving out some jazz swag. Lee was uh, nice. Oh, Todd started just handing out stuff like crazy, like. Uh, Hey, that's I fine. Mean, yeah. that's, oh, we got only um, – it's, it's down to candy now. So, there you go. Well, uh, it, we are giving Uncle the stuff Todd, away. Uncle and, Todd and just starts the, giving gifts well, out. But that's the idea. It's, we're it's fine. supposed to give it away. I know. I love it. I love it. Uh, come by and say hi. We're, uh, we're kicking off the show as we always do with the cut. We've got DJ standing by, David James, uh, who's going to bring us a little bit of a preview of tomorrow's first home match against uh, Austin FC with Real Salt Lake. And so let's kick everything off as we always do with the cut. The other question. Undeniable. Unrivaled. Top sports story of the hour. Here's what made the cut. All right, the cut brought to you by G2G Bars, all natural ingredients, protein packed uh, protein bar that is amazing. It tastes awesome in the refrigerated section at your local grocers. And uh, there's a reason why they are flying off the shelves at Costco, Associated Foods, etc. Go give it a shot. Uh, G2GBar.com. Joining us on the program now, he, of course, calls the games on the RSL radio network. He is David James of DJ and PK fame. DJ, what's up, man? Living the dream, and I'm totally with you guys, not kissing babies. Nobody wants me to kiss <laughs> their you. baby. Yep. Don't want to do it. Nope. You got an agreement. Smile and wave. Keep your distance. I don't want to breathe on the kid. The kid doesn't want to breathe on me. Let's That's exactly just, you right. Know, I love. I love. We have an agreement. It's like the old Seinfeld episode when they run over the birds. We had a deal. 
You don't run over the, the pigeons. Uh, DJ, this first home match, we've got a couple things we want to talk to you about. But, of course, uh, it's, the first, it's the home opener against Austin FC. And Real's already uh, two matches into the season here. Where's this team at? Because they had a nice first win of the season. They go up to Seattle. That's a, a little bit of a buzzsaw of a team in game two. And they, they take the loss there. But they got three points in that first match. How's this RSL team looking this year versus what we've seen in the past? Uh, it's hard to know off two road games because you're supposed to win on the win at home and then pick up points where you can on the road. Vancouver, historically, we'll see how it turns out, historically they're not very good. I think they've been in the playoffs like one time in five years. Seattle, historically, is awesome. And Seattle had a bad finish to last year. It started great. They won the Champions League, beat all the top teams in the U.S., Mexico, Canada, won the Continental Championship, qualified for the Club World Cup. That was great. They had injuries. They missed the MLS playoffs in the fall for the first time ever. RSL had won up there the last two times they played, in the regular season last year and in the playoffs two years ago. Seattle was uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Pissed. Yes, that's the word. And so yeah. uh, they, they really – they brought it. They played great. They've looked great in their first two games. I don't think there's any chance RSL could win that. So I think they played a team that they're clearly, at least now, clearly not as good as. And no one really expected them to be. They've also played a team like if you're going to get some points on the road, Vancouver is one of the places you ought to be looking at getting them. So I think right now they need to play some teams that are a little more in the middle, and that will give us an idea. If they're better than the teams that are in the middle, they're in a great spot. If they're not as good as the teams in the middle, then they're in trouble. But two games in, they haven't played anybody in the middle, and they got three points out of two road games, which – Right now, if you average a point and a half in a road game, they play 17 road games. So if they took away you know, like 25 points on the road, they'd be pumped. That would be excellent. But it's a small sample size, so it's hard to make any declarative statements right now. So, um, you know, the, the RSL's gone through a, a kind of a rough patch the last few years, uh, the ownership situation, and it's resolved itself and kind of moving in a di- different direction with everything. What, what, what is different about this team, this organization, as they, as they move forward in a, with a new kind of vision and, and ownership group? Uh, Pablo. Pablo is different. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Pablo uh, marches the beat of his own drummer. He's a very intense player. He has talked openly about having to change from the player mentality, the coach mentality. It can't be about him. It's got to be about the group. Um, he has a very strong personality, and – the group is moving with him. So I would say that is the difference. He can break a complicated free-flowing game down. You know, the NFL is easier, Scott, because it's not that it's easy. It's still very well, yeah, complicated. Yeah, because you pass with your hands. That's why it's easier. <laughs> hey, uh, it's passing with your feet. There's a, Come on. There's, there's, a, there's a stop and a start to every play. Right. Right? Yeah. So there's a beginning yep. point and an end point, whereas soccer is more of a free-flowing game, and everything impacts everything. So it's hard to – and he does a good job of breaking it down into bite-sized pieces. And so I think that's a couple of things they've got going. Now, as far as the literal who are they, I, I think it's going to change midseason. This is, this is really the way all of our professional sports have gone. There's longer seasons because there's more money to be made, and everybody has lengthened their season or their postseason or both. And – we just saw in the NBA, for instance, with the Durant and Kyrie. Irving. I mean, those are huge trades, re, re, yep. the reshape rosters, right? Impacts the Nets, impacts the Mavericks, impacts the Suns, and impacts the teams around them. And the Lakers with the Jazz making a deal. 
you know, impacts both of those teams. And you're going to see that in soccer. They call it the transfer window. In the summer, most of the world plays a schedule that runs basically August or September through April or May. They basically play an NBA-type calendar. Right. So players are free agents all around most of the world in the middle of the summer, in the middle of the season. So teams really have a chance to make a big splash. And teams have done it. And I think that this ownership group is going to be more willing to spend money than previous ownership groups. You know, until they do it, they haven't done it. But it does look like this will be – these are the deepest pockets. And it's really what it takes to compete in the league because other owners have come in with deep pockets. Right. And the commissioner is fond of saying the price of poker has gone up. From expansion <laughs> franchise to player acquisition, the price of poker has gone up. So, DJ, we've almost got Scott to be a soccer fan. And it's all thanks Hello. to Ted Lasso. It's all thanks to Ted yeah. Lasso. And I was like, look, then you're already halfway there, Scott. You got Apple TV. You got you got the you could turn up the radio, listen to DJ making that call in the game. Uh, but how big of a deal is it for the MLS to be able to have this place that they live now uh, on Apple TV? And like, what has the league thought about it so far? How's it worked out? So, so the honest answer is to be determined, and I don't think the answer is in the United States. I think the short answer in the United States is if you have a bunch of games that are either on free TV or on basic cable, you're going to have a bigger audience than if people have to pay to stream. Sure. So you might, you might make more money off of a smaller audience. That's not unusual. Uh, we see that in luxury suites at all sorts of sports, right? You can make more money off a few people. I think where it really helps the league broadly is will the rest of the world watch the league now that it's available on Apple and it's on their phone wherever they are? Will someone in England in a pub at 11 midnight or 1 o'clock or whatever, I don't even know how late they're open or how much they hang out or what the time difference is. I may have messed up the math. But the point is, will somebody in England or Germany stay up at late at night and watch soccer because they know some of the players here, they know some, they know some of the players, and they also um, just love the sport and cannot get enough of it. I just can't. So, and then how will it translate? Will people watch in Brazil? Will people watch in Argentina? There's tons of South Americans in the league. Sure. So it could be that they'll grow the league, but they'll grow it internationally, which, you know, the NBA started doing decades ago, and baseball and football are working at it. I mean, Tom Brady's last year, he played a game in Germany. Why? Because they're trying to grow the game. Sure. So I think that's the answer, and not having lived abroad, I'm not clear on how that's going to play out. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I would I would think like if you're a fan of of soccer wh- wherever it is in the world I think I think you'd you'd have an interest you know watching I'm trying you know I'm trying to think of yeah. um you know sport I guess Well I, I figured out a way have... to watch F1 like it's an early morning thing yeah. I pay money to I see think... it just because I got if, involved if it's, in this if it's good, ridiculous sport you know sport, if it's yeah. good then you know so if they can get the quality of of play I I think people will be, well, be interested in it but the, the... The quality of the league is going up, and you can see that. I think for a long time, people thought this is between the you know, 10th and 20th best league in the world. And it's hard to compare because from the top and bottom of the league, there's a wide range. And are you looking? It's like college football. Are you looking at the top of the league and comparing? Or are you looking at the depth of the league? 
Um, but now I think more people think that this is somewhere between like the eighth and 15th league. It's definitely moved up. They play teams from Mexico fairly regularly. They got the new league's cup competition coming this summer, but the champions have met and, and the all-star teams have met. And then they play in the champions league. And just in the last two years, the, the MLS teams have started winning more of those. Right. And it's funny because like three years ago, uh, a guy who's high up in, in the Mexican Federation basically said MLS is coming. You can see it in the money they're spending and the quality of the competition. Now, it took another year or two before we started to see the results, but, you know, and, and two years is not a big sample size. You know, if, if one league's been better for 20 years and the other league gets the, the leg up for two years, well, that's great. But in pro sports, it's always, you did it, that's great. Now can you do it again? And can so you do it again? You, DJ, are you the, are you the Ted Krim? Of, uh, of <laughs> the, Scott's the, always trying to bring it around to, to know, Ted Lasso, to, so he can understand. He, have you even watched Ted Lasso, uh, David? I have not. I just got oh, Apple. Oh, you, oh, oh my heavens! You need you, to watch you it. You have it's, to, it's especially the best, as a soccer it's guy. Best show well, but listen, this is the worst person do, do to they have, ask. Do they have relegation on MLS? Do they have relegation? They do not, and that no. is a source of contention for a lot of people. But the the owners who paid in and built it from the ground up do not want to get relegated. Right. So I don't think that's uh, going to happen. And if anything, in Mexico, uh, there was a whole thing with a Super League in Europe. There are other leagues around the world, other owners with money, and who are like, yeah, why would we get relegated? Let's do what the NFL does. So if anything, soccer is going to trend away from it. Now, when they tried that in Europe, the fans went nuts, and almost everybody dropped it. A couple clubs still are like, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea. But they haven't pulled it off yet. Yeah, and part of it is is because it's it's the legacy of what they do there, and and it does provide that yep. second and third tier team to go. Oh, we yeah. could win the Premier yeah. League one day, you know. And those poor teams if that we, are, you yeah. know, in the fifth tier, and they go, we've we were there at one point, and I don't know if we're ever getting back again. That's also kind of interesting. We well, and that's the Welcome to Wrexham series, which I have watched. And the Welcome to Wrexham, you know, two Hollywood stars right. decide to buy a team in the fifth division in England. And, you know, in their second full season now, they've got them in first place, ready to, to move up one tier, you know. Right. And, they, and get to the, honest, they got to the fourth round of the – or f- maybe even the fifth round of the FA Cup. I mean, they, they kind of put they it were on deep in, they were Yeah, they were deep in the FA Cup. Um, and just – it'll never happen here, but it would be awesome if college football and basketball had that. I mean, can you imagine instead yeah. of all this realignment mess, if every year two teams moved up and two moved down and – Cal just went three and twenty nine basketball. Yeah, get out. Yeah, get but they, out. It's, a, it's too. We're too entrenched. We don't. We have no way to rip that band aid off anymore. And so it's a it's a wild idea to to have to do it. And so there's there's a, there's something fun to it. But here in America, we just we don't know how to deal with it. All right, I want to ask you something that's non soccer related, real quick before we uh, get you out okay. too. Uh, where are we supposed to? What are we supposed to think is the reality here on the Pac twelve Big Twelve drama? Um, oh. I mean, when you see Mark Harlan's tweet last night, like, give me a break. Like, at least somebody said something. And yeah, at the and same time, it's the weird. Arizona State, yeah, it is, it's really a weird story. The Arizona State AD had something on the radio in Arizona a couple weeks ago. It's going to be enough money. I think it's going to be enough money to keep us together. It's not what we hope for, but it'll be okay. And so I think that they should be taken at face value. Um, why is the Big 12 pushing so hard? Part of it. Maybe they're trying to speak it into existence. If, you know, if it's a little destabilized, maybe you can talk and unravel. It's like we're in some kind of like survivor reality show, you know, and alliances are being made and broken. And will somebody double cross? Because I do think the Pac-12, now they're down to 10 teams. If one team wavers, no matter what they've said, it, it could start the dominoes falling. 
And honestly, personally, and I don't have anything to go on, but just from the outside looking in, I'm looking at Arizona. Are you going to hold strong or are you going to go? Because if you really think you should stay, they're the ones who have the most to gain with basketball. In addition, everybody has something to gain with football, theoretically. Um, And will that first domino fall? Why is the Big 12 pushing so hard? I think it's a couple things. One, they have had meetings because if you don't have meetings and do your research, you're not doing your job. And maybe somebody trying to be polite left the door open and the Big 12 read it one way, and they think, hey, let's put a crowbar in there. Maybe we can pop one school out. If we pop one out, then we can. But I think this is what's throwing everybody off is this is not collegial. And that's how college sports was for a long time. And then that's how it was on the surface, but that's not how it was in the back room. Right when the Southwest Conference got destroyed, when the Big East got destroyed. But now – Brett Yormark comes in. He's not a college guy. He's like, hey, this is bare knuckles business. Let's go. Let's brawl. And I think that's caught everybody off guard. And the fact is, for all the people who work at universities who are complaining about all the drama, there are examples where big institutions have said one thing, and we've all doubted it, and then they've flipped and gone and done their own thing. From firing coaches to changing conferences – it's hard to take what they say at face value. I think the Pac-12 is going to stick together for one more deal, and let's see what happens with other realignment in 2030. Let's see what happens with technology. How are people consuming games? Do you need to be over the air? Will cable TV still exist? Uh, will it, It'll exist, but will it provide as much money as it can now? Where will streaming be? And a lot of presidents and ADs will change jobs between now and then anyway. So some are like, let's fix it. I'm not going to be here to deal with this mess in five years or six years anyway. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's, uh, it's like that police interrogation tactic where they, they separate all the individuals. <laughs> so Brett Yormark's just trying to separate Arizona. Yeah. Can I from, talk like, to you over here? talk to you here. Let's do this. I'm curious, yeah. though, DJ, do you, do you think that – do you think that uh, – there is, why hasn't there been a deal done yet, and what do you think the deal will be when it does get done with the media rights with the Pac-12? I, I think it's going to be in the same neighborhood as the Big 12. Will it be a, you know 5 or 10% higher or 5 or 10% lower? I don't have any inside info on that. I think it's going to be in the same ballpark. Um, I've followed uh, former Fox uh, sports executive Bob Thompson, and his take on why it takes so long, and he does acknowledge that it's creating problems because it's taking so long, but he said having done a lot of deals, The first time you do a deal with the company is the hardest and the most intricate, and there's a lot of Uh, stuff to iron out. When you redo a deal, it can go pretty quick because you've already ironed out a thousand details. But have you ever ever bought a car or a house and you think, I mean, how long do you have to sit at a car dealership and how many papers do you have to sign? My gosh, it goes on forever. (laughs) And so I think it's just that on steroids. Those are two- or three-party deals. This is, you know, ten schools and then – two or three or one, how many broadcasters? So I think that's part of it. Yeah. So they go, let me, uh, let me, let me take this back to my manager, see what he can do. Yeah, they right, want the right? rust undercoating. <laughs> they want the rust undercoating. Oh, my gosh. Uh, DJ, give us some details here. we got a pregame, we got a pregame 630 uh, tomorrow for RSL versus Austin FC. Uh, the yep. home opener, it's a big deal. We want people to dip in and, uh, and listen to the product, of course, on, uh, on the home of RSL now and on the RSL radio network uh, starting up at 6 and then uh, first kick at 730. How's this thing going to go? Uh, it's a good question because Austin was great last year, finished second in the West, knocked RSL out of the playoffs. RSL led, 
had scored twice in the first half hour and was still up yeah, 2 in stoppage time, and it was a total heartbreaker with a late goal. Last year, they split the regular season games home and home. RSL won here because Austin, it was 1-1, and Austin got a red card, and RSL scored in like the 88th minute. So I would expect it'll be close and tense, and one, one great play or one mistake, one blunder, either way, um, you know, is the difference. And in the opener at home against an expansion team, St. Louis, Austin had a horrible back pass and completely gifted a goal in a 3-2 loss. And that was a shocker that St. Louis went in there and won in their first game ever. So, uh, you know, Austin's not – and Austin came back, I, I think. Um, so I, but they're at elevation on the road in the cold. Um, that can play with your yeah, mind. So, so, yeah. We'll what's see. awesome is what's awesome is I heard John Kimball, the president of RSL, talking to you guys this morning, and he's like, "This thing's going to be sold out," which is wild to think. Like that is not a, a fun uh, weather situation for anybody, anybody to sit through. But it's almost like you were saying it's the advantage that I think RSL has this time of year, yep. and it's also uh, kind of shows what the fandom of RSL does. They they just freaking show up. So it's going to be a big day tomorrow for you guys. Yep, yep, absolutely. Home openers are always fun. There's always more energy in the building for that one. Tune in tomorrow. DJ's got the call. You're going to be able to hear it on the RSL Radio Network uh, on the KSL Sports Zone. We'll chat with you again, DJ. Hang out with us uh, right, next thank time. You. When on the ne- invite us up to the ga- invite us up to the booth, and we'd love to get Scott educated on some on some soccer. Standing invite anytime. Okay, there you go. Uh, there's DJ. Appreciate it. All right, see you guys. See you later. DJ PK every morning. What makes you think I want to get educated? Because you're now a man of uh, now you're a man of the people. You've you started watching Ted Lasso. You're into soccer now. All I know is you just have to believe. And we and this just is believe. one of That's yeah, all man. Do. This just is believe. one of those. This is one of those times believe, where believe, believe. I think that uh, the gateway the gateway drug to uh, the gateway drug to to you watching soccer is uh, Ted Lasso in a weird way. So there you go. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do when a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything it was violent it was senseless and i will never understand it i will never accept it i'm amy donaldson and unfortunately we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives but what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt in a new podcast the letter we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.